PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Crespo in the Crespediso studio hanging out looking at all my episodes trying to decide which one I'm going to do for a re-release this week. You want to see what's available at patreon.com slash Crespediso or just go there, go to the Patreon site, scroll through the list of episodes, look at all that good stuff. It's all so good and you can have access to all of it for anywhere from one to five dollars a month that's right what a deal what a steal why don't you do it why don't you help us out help out the show uh give us some support we would really appreciate it and uh, you can hear stuff like this i enjoyed multiverse of madness so much i went back and looked and indeed yes we do have a sam raimi movie and it was dark man starring liam neeson himself i uh, hope you enjoy this episode and i hope it inspires you to sign up at patreon.com slash so We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a good one. I want the same score, just slightly different, please. Thank you. I want the same score, but I want the longer chunks of music. <laughs> Danny Elfman said he was super pumped to be able to work on this movie because uh, he said Raimi's visuals just worked uh, perfectly with music. Like, he could write to it very easily. Mm-hmm. And the way Raimi shot it and made the movie, he said like, he gave me huge stretches where I could... Really yeah, really yeah, do yeah, big yeah. pieces of music, yeah. and uh, even at that time, it's like that, that's hard to get. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, he's like, Hey, you did I need a Batman. Good thing I hit record, I hit record right <laughs> in the middle of your thought. We're going with that. Uh, bonus episode Dark Man 1990, the Sam Raimi classic, his first studio like Hollywood film, and it's a comic book movie. And it's a comic book movie. He had already made the Evil Deads, I think two of them. And he worked a little bit with the Coens. They made a made and produced, wrote and produced a movie together called Brain Something in the eighties. You think all the Coen brothers, Raimi, eighties? That sounds amazing. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, yo, everybody's got to start why. somewhere. Everyone starts somewhere. There's a reason why people ignore it when they talk about. It. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Evil Dead and, and Blood Simple is where they got their start. Um, 
so uh, what he wanted to do, Sam Raimi, he found himself in a position to start. You know, he's, he's getting his name out there, getting some clout, getting the position to make his first big movie. Tries to get the rights for Batman. Already gone. Failed. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That went to other bigger Hollywood players with the money and yes. the know-how to, mm-hmm. to make that those rights happen. So he set his sights on The Shadow. But those rights got souped up as well. Ah, uh, yes. Who knows what evil looks like, men? Alec Baldwin does. Uh. He's like, you rude, you rude little pig. All of you, my daughter. You Remember that? I do. What? You rude little pig. Um, she was 11 years old or something at the time. What a fucking psychopath. Uh, so yes, the shadow was already taken, not made yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, did end up being made a few years later, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think of it as the one-two punch of the shadow and the phantom. Oh, that's a fun. That was a fun. Those were two ninety-five. Yeah, the, 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 those were two bad early comic book bad, movies. Bad, bad, bad. Um, and, and and you know, seriously, when people talk about comic book movies, they just leave those out. They're we, just like, you know, we ignore the 90s. We, we ignore a good chunk of the 90s. The current comic book movie revolution started with X-Men, which was 99. And in retrospect, not very good at all. You know, it's funny <laughs> for what it is, the time period, what we were expecting and wanting. It's so weird when you think about there was a time, especially after Batman and Robin went so hard on the camp factor yeah. that it put people off. So then a few years later, they're like, all right, we want to do X, uh, the X-Men are we going to do the yellow and blue suits that look yeah. so campy? Look ridiculous. No one will like them. All right, black leather suits. Let's ground this thing. It was the beginning of the grounding of these superheroes. Yeah. And then which led up to culminating with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then the Marvel movies themselves by introducing Guardians and Doctor Strange have then reopened the world. It's almost like you had to introduce the movie world to, to this comic book stuff gradually. Yeah. Instead of jumping right into it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so then in the end of what X-Men movies where they actually have the fucking suits. Um, so it's just a different time, man. People didn't think you could make a... It was like when they made Superman the movie. A lot of people look back on it now and they like to shit on it for its flying effects and everything about it. But whatever, the time right? it was revolutionary. People were like, holy shit, this movie is amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, 75, dude, 77? Dude is flying. You will believe a man can fly. Uh, and they did it by making it seem like a... By striving for realism, uh, you know. Then you jump to 1990 Darkman, and it's like, this is anti-realism. Oh, this is... So crazy. This is Grand Guignol operatic wildness. Yes. Uh, so, Raimi tries to get these comic book, gothic, dark comic book characters who are hooded, dark characters who fight crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't get access to them. So he's like, fuck it, I'll write my own. So he writes a 30-page short story called The Dark Man, gets that turned into a 40-page treatment, then hires someone to help him turn into a script. That guy was Chuck Farrer, who was like a Navy dude turned Hollywood guy. Okay. You ever see the movie Navy Seals with uh, Michael Bean and Charlie Sheen? Michael Be- Bean and Sheen? More than likely. Um, yeah, it's one of those ones I was like, <clears throat> on all the time in the 80s. Like, oh, random movie with guys with guns. It's fun. It's a fine movie. He wrote that. He wrote um, another, what? Oh, damn it, another movie that we did very recently uh, that we actually talked about on the show. He wrote, I want to say it was a Van Damme, but anyway. Um, kickboxer? No. Um, I don't, my brain is uh, struggling with uh, mm-hmm. data right now. So, he got him to help him write the screenplay. Uh, took it to Universal. They ended up writing like 12 or 16 drafts of the screenplay. First was him and his brother worked on it. Then, then Universal, when they got interested, they uh, they hired two people and they worked on it independently. Then it went back to Sam Raimi. So, it's a miracle over a dozen drafts that this thing is even cohesive at all. 
It's like somewhere in the middle, in the middle drafts that Chuck Farrow's working on is when he introduced the um, the fingers bit. Ah, yes. Which now, at the, the when the movie's yes. out, it's like, well, it doesn't really add up to anything. It's just like no, a weird it's just detail. A, yeah, it's just a weird detail. Yeah. How, how he has all these bloodless fingers, and every time he chops somebody's fingers off, there's no blood. Yeah, he's like, bring me the Asian's fingers. He says at one <laughs> point. Hands a guy his uh, cigar cutter. Uh, what can't be Sansa? He uses the four cigars and fingers. Yes. I don't see him ever... Pull up here around that thing, maybe. Well, dude, I mean, it, as you can see, the, during the scene where he cuts off the, the black dude's fingers right at yeah. the beginning, yeah. there's no blood on the thing in between the Remarkably cuts. bloodless. So It is an R-rated movie. Very violent. Things yes. happen that are violent. Very bloody, it yes, but just not when you chop off his fingers for whatever reason. Because it's such a clean cut uh, when he cut off Eddie Black's fingers, yeah. Um, so Universal, they like the screenplay. They're pumped with Sam Raimi. Uh, so they give him $16 million, uh, $1990, $1989. That's a lot of money. Ended up making about $46 million worldwide. Opening weekend, $8 million. Sam Raimi credits that to their, their marketing plan of putting a bunch of ads and billboards and, and you know bus ads and shit saying, who is Dark Man with, like, <gasps> a, with like a silhouette of him? It's Liam Neeson. Spoiler alert, it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> who, okay, so it was Liam Neeson. It's not the first choice. The first choice was... Um, someone else, but uh, oh, it was Bruce Campbell. Well, it was Raimi's boy. Well, I mean, he does end up being and, in the movie. He throws in the cameo. He gets, <laughs> him, he gets him a little bit. So uh, they, they he wanted Bruce Campbell. Universal was like, eh, we don't think he can carry a whole movie. So um, they ended up uh, going through a few people, and then see that would have been a different Dark Man. Would have been a different Dark Man if it was Raimi and Campbell together for this movie. Again, like, yeah, it, it might have been a little too campy. They may have leaned into the Three Stooges Shemp stuff a lot more. His character is credited as Final Shemp Bruce Campbell when he shows up at the mm-hmm. end. Um, he loves that fucking Three Stooges, Sam Raimi, all that slapsticky humor. He loves it. I, I loved a, it when I was a child. There's a little bit of it. A touch of it, absolutely. Yes. Is uh, it a hint? And he does it in a way that works usually. He he brings it up in the Spider-Man movies, but uh, anyway. So, end up with Liam Neeson because in, in, a, in a large way he liked, he said he liked how he, uh, he had like a Cary Grant quality. Like he had sort of an everyman, like a Jimmy Stewart type thing. And that'd be like a good type of quality to have for a person that ends up becoming insane and, and psychotic, uh, psychotic, bipolar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, and then I think it works. Like Liam Neeson's, uh, and then also he's like so tall and gangly. Uh, weird. He has a good physicality under the, the jacket and yes. the hat to like to be a and the makeup and the bandages and then of course all that stuff. So the uh, lizard man they see in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. at the fair. Yeah. that's the makeup artist. Hey, yeah, he gave him some little cameos. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> lizard guy. Come see the freak. Uh, the freak weird lightning in between. Oh my god! Oh, the spiral circles of madness. <laughs> the, 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 back, the background explodes and then comes back together, and it's like the sky. Yeah. And like, what is this? We'll talk about that, obviously. Um, and then he casts the uh, the guy uh, Larry Drake as Durant because he didn't know he was on the show L.A. Law. Okay. Uh, so when he came into audition, he just saw this big tall dude with a crazy face who then, um, uh, Drake says he underplayed it, his audition, mm-hmm. and he said that's he's that they seem to respond to that, how he was intense but, like, low-key. Uh, so he got the part because of his crazy face and, you know, the way he did it, and apparently he was on L.A. You ever see L.A. Law? No. Never. It was on for eight seasons, Drew. I mean... 
Law and Order was on for how many seasons? What I'm saying is, like, it's the West Coast Law and Order before Law and Order, but without the order. Yes. So there's no Jack McCoy. No, it's without the. I only yeah, ca- without the order. I only cared about Jack McCoy. But no, it's the Jack McCoy side. I know with no Jack McCoy. That's but, all the order. But it's pre Jack McCoy though. Oh, it's the order side. That's yeah, the it's order. the order side. Yeah, there's no law side. There's no mm-hmm. cops involved. But it does have a. You gotta have the cops involved because because if you don't if you don't have Briscoe busting them and then Jack trying to kill them, then there's, there's no fun. I think Randos bust them, but you have Corbin. Corbin Burnson, Corbin Benson, Bunsen Burner. What's that guy's name? Don't he was in Major League. No, no, you know, no. Wasn't he in um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I like that Universal Studios 75th anniversary. You know that? Popped up, yeah. It, they, they ran through all their different. Uh, that was fun. That was super cute. Dark Man, 1990, rated R, hour 36 minutes. It's on HBO and Stars. How'd you watch it? Actually, it's not on HBO. It's only on Stars. It says it's, bah, bah, bah. It says it's on HBO, yeah, but it's not. Yeah, just watch that it was on HBO. It's not. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So I rented it on Amazon because I don't have stars. Okay, there you go. Um, this is a weird thing. It starts with you know, the smoke and the credits and the music. The Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. not Batman. The, the Batman, but not Batman. Batman, not Batman. Uh, and then it cuts to the warehouse scene, right, with yes. Andy Black. And he's just on the phone. Uh, tell him, fuck you. All that shit. Um Never go wrong with the classic, like, uh, fuck you, fuck you scene. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Durant's guys show up. They have this whole scene that really where establishes all, the bad guys. Yes, where they all, it's almost like Dick Tracy style. Oh, my God. Where, like, like one guy's got a wooden leg. Why? Because his name is Skip. Ba-doom. Ba-doom. Pow. Skip, Skip has a wooden leg so they can transport weapons. And don't forget about Smi- Smiley. Smiley. Yeah. His name is Smiley. And uh, I think it ends there. Eddie Black's name is Black, but I mean, is he, yep. he's Black. Uh-huh, is he, he is, yes. But that is last name. Yes. That could conceivably be his name. No. Black Eddie is one thing. Eddie Black is another. It was just a nice way of saying Black Eddie. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So uh, Black Eddie, he's like, yeah, we're going to get the jump on these guys. Duran shows up with his crew. They have this hilarious Three Stooges scene where uh, they put all their weapons. First, there's two sets of nunchucks in this scene. Yeah. Where do the nunchucks... And it's... Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. One, one of the bad guys... One of the guys, guys on one side, he's, he's got nunchucks. And then they find a pair of nunchucks on, on somebody other, else. Yeah, so both teams have a nunchuck guy just yes. in case they'll battle each yes. other. I mean, one team, like I said, has a wooden leg guy. Yeah, wooden leg guy. Who, one, one Eventually, you see dude with giant eye patch. Yes. There's <laughs> dude with patch. There's... Uh, and then they throw, like, brass knocks and guns it's and so everything. Weird. Um and then what is it? he says? He's got I got some guy who thinks he's gonna muscle me out of my property. Like this doesn't even make any sense. None of it even matters, right? Um, unless he's talking about because the movie is about real estate in a weird way. It, it, no, yeah, well, where did I write? Where, 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 with the where? with the Strack, this guy. Yeah, yes. Oh yeah, big evil real estate development. Yes, <laughs> that's the main bad guy, <clears throat> a, a, an evil real estate dude. Which, but you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm fine with that. Um, Durant shows up, right? We got the, the Three Stooges weapon bit. Shootout, action sequence. These guys are in cars. That when, just what, pop out of shipping containers? Just pop out. Uh, and okay, and so, for a second, I didn't know whose side they were on. So they're popping out of these shipping containers really fast. Like, almost like they were driving through them from the other side. Like they had a running, like a start. Like a head start. Yeah. They, they came out at like 40 miles an hour. But oh. they're uh, late 80s muscle cars uh-huh. yes. that take a minute to get up to speed. Oh, yeah. It was weird. Very weird. Um, and then it's also weird how they disarm everyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, they get the drop. Durant and his team gets a drop on uh, Black Eddie 
Black because um, Smiley's leg is a gun. No, Skip's no, leg yeah. is a gun. Smiley grabs it and he's like, ha, 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 starts mm-hmm. shooting people. And there's people everywhere right. yes. with weapons. Mm-hmm. But somehow he shoots many of them before they even get a shot off. Well, because these are the proto stormtroopers. Yes, they, they must be the stormtroopers, uh, or they took the stormtroopers a uh, uh, shooting uh, school, whatever. Exactly. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And then somehow they don't even show that all of a sudden everyone has weapons. Like Duran yep. has a gun. He shoots a guy driving by in a car and shit. Anyway, with an eye patch. Yeah, get to it. Finally, <laughs> eye patch guy. Get to it. The eye patch is just so big; it covers like half his face. And it's funny. It's like I, I can't stop looking at this thing. Um, so finally, like they. Do this whole bit. It's really to establish Duran. He's ruthless. He's he has uh, tricks. He has his little crew, and then he likes to collect fingers. So he uh, he throws Eddie Black's line back at him about like I got three points, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just like I got I got I got three points. My third point is I got seven more. He's cutting <laughs> off his fingers each time. Yeah. This is the weird thing. Credits warehouse scene. He goes. I got seven more. Cuts the push into Eddie Black. Sam Raimi classic sh- mm-hmm. camera push. Um, like he screams, I think. Fade back to credits. Liam Neeson, Francis McDermott, music. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, what? Yes. Did I set up my that, remote? That, that was just the introduction. <laughs> that was a, that was a mid opening. We, we now have mid credit scenes at the end of movies. Yes. This is an big, opening credit scene. This movie is so comic book revolutionary. <laughs> they did shit in the beginning. We're like, we're gonna get the mid credit scene out of the way <laughs> first. Then we'll do the movie. Weirdos, I'm into it. Um, so after the credits, we have uh, the Neesons, and he's doing science. Yeah. He's with Yakatito, <laughs> which is so very the, funny. Every the, time he says, Yakatito. They're working on synthetic skin, Synthetic Chris. skin, the synthetic skin montage where uh, they're, they're doing science stuff, and they're looking in the... We see it so many times, looking at the cells. It's a pretty cool... I wonder how they did a cool effect of yeah. cells bouncing around and then breaking down. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty uh, neat looking. And then he gets super frustrated. It's like 99 minutes again. They establish that the skin... Keeps uh, breaking down at exactly ninety nine minutes, um, and he's like, I, "He, this is the beginning of the Neesons as uh, Peyton, Peyton Wesley, mm-hmm. Pete, Pete." Uh, they call him sometimes. This is the beginning of him th- doing this thing throughout the movie where he, um, he and I, uh, it's weird. He mumbles a lot. <laughs> yes, he like his thoughts. He just he has a, his running inner monologue is an out, outer monologue. So it's like. Why can't we figure this out? We're smart guys. Why? 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 Uh, obviously, it's for the audience. Yes. And then I think it's also later because, like you said, he's acting under a hat and jacket and makeup and everything. I think they were like, well, we can't see his actual face. No. So he has to vocalize what he's thinking at all times. So he's just like, yes, yes. Oh, that's, oh no, no, no. I can't. No, Julie. No, Julie. <laughs> uh, so he's with Yakatito. Every time he says a name, it's so funny. Um, and it established the, his problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we get Peyton with Julie, cuts it down. They're having like a date night. And this is when you find out that uh, the lab that he works in is also where he lives, which is above a, a coffee shop yes. on the waterfront. Mm-hmm. None of these things make sense. No, <laughs> no, no none, not at all. None, none, none of these four things nope. waterfront, coffee shop, house in the lab. Combined, no. Especially for the revolutionary work that they're doing, to be yes. doing that. The two a, of them alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Uh, with a lack of funding, for sure, if that's where they're renting out space. So it doesn't seem clean to have um, uh, 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 pastry fumes wafting up into their mm-hmm. synthetic skin uh, from downstairs. 
But, but Maybe that's why their skin keeps melting because <laughs> they're right, right above a coffee shop. All that hot coffee probably just melts it. Yeah, it's all the all the sugar in the air that gets into it. And come on, guys, this can't be a sanitary. Plus, uh, uh, the Neesons and McDermott, uh, McDormand, they're fucking maybe thirty feet away. Maybe, maybe if that, if that. I didn't see any walls in there. No, <laughs> it was a very big open space, which actually seems like pretty cool, pretty cool setup. I mean, yeah, if it was real, if it was real, and if you were a bachelor. Uh, a science bachelor, Lisa and McDormand, they have zero chemistry, right? Correct. Right? <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're just like... They're just there. They're both good actors yes. who are just not... I do not believe them as a couple at any point. No. And I don't think they believe themselves as a couple at any point. Either. She's like, how's the skin How's the skin going? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. They have zero chemistry. It's so weird. And then they're watching a slideshow thing. Like, people do that. And has that picture of him when he's a young... Yeah. Uh, like a young kid and he's uh, obviously just found some old pictures of him and he's like oh a rebel without a clue <laughs> like what is this what is this movie what's happening no idea and then is he doing it he's an American right yes a rebel without a clue <laughs> yes alright he's unless, unless he's dark man then it's rebel without a clue rebel without a, rebel Did, without a every, clue what's with everybody in their goddamn Batman slash dark man voices um because it's cool. <laughs> That's what I would do. Just talk like this. Yes. I'm always trying to talk like this. Any chance I can get. Hey, Dark Man. What do you want, Batman? Stop using my voice. It's so weird. I was here first. No, I was here first. <laughs> Michael Keaton was just really doing like a lower voice. He didn't. He didn't growl. He didn't really get into the. He was more. Uh, I'm Batman. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a soft Batman. I mean, in all reality, I and then mean, Christian Bale's like, oh, my, my. I was about to say, Christian Bale was the one who really made it like a thing. Like, uh, George Clooney didn't have a Batman voice; he no. was just George Clooney. He was the worst one. He even <laughs> dropped the register. At least Keaton dropped the register. Hey, freeze on Batman! What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not your George Clooney. Go back to ER. <laughs> Insane. You even try. Schwarzenegger was trying. Clooney Tommy Lee was... Jones was trying. Oh man, Tommy Lee Jones. Poor guy. He's like, I will not. I cannot suffer as Jim Carrey. <laughs> um. Oh, and then, then we get the MacGuffin. So we have their scene. They have a weird like, uh, oh, let's make love, and then mm-hmm. they just see like a shadow of them kiss, and then he cut to he's like gently massaging her shoulder. Yes, like rubbing her mm-hmm. sleeping shoulder. Yeah, looking. Oh, I love this woman. I swear. I, I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't speaking. I love this woman. I'm telling you, she's sleeping in my bed. And yes, I've, I we had sex, and uh, it wasn't that good. But uh, you know, it's fine. And it's no one, all a lie. No, no one else will sleep with me now. So uh, you know, I'll just <clears> take it. Uh, this is where we get the MacGuffin of the movie. Uh, Hitchcock uh, classic phrase MacGuffin. Yep. He coined it. It's the the thingamabob, the doodad. What do they call it in? Um, the uh, 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 into the Spider Verse, the, the fat fat Peter Parker. He's like, and he's asking for the thumb drive. The not a doohickey. The thingamabob. He has a name for it. Can you think of it, Drew? <laughs> no, okay, I cause cannot. Because you're, you're just staring at yeah, me. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> pleading with you to help me think of this thing. I can't. I got nothing. So the uh, the egg McMuffin of this movie is the Claude Belisarius Memorandum. Oh, the Belisarius <laughs> Memorandum. The, the Belisarius they, Memorandum. They, they keep saying the Belisarius Memorandum. What, like, what an insane name to choose. Like, it must have been Raimi's, uh, like, his aunt or someone he knew, a best friend. Like, I'm going to get your name in this movie. And they're going to say, say it a lot. lot. M- imagine if it was the Cogburn Memorandum. Exactly. Yeah, it's just as silly. Um, yeah, the Belisarius Memorandum, uh, which is just an outright list of payoffs and bribes. Mm-hmm. 
with on the realtor's letterhead mm-hmm. naming the local county officials mm-hmm. that are being bribed to get And I'm the sure there are signatures needed. on there too. It's like the most incriminating piece of evidence ever. She does she's like, I got this document. I'm calling people. I don't know what to do with it. I don't it. know. So she even goes to the they don't explain how. She's a lawyer. She has this, but then she has to go to Stracky and be like, I think this is a list of payoffs. And he's like, Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he's openly evil. <laughs> it's a list of payoffs. <laughs> Julie. Okay, so this guy. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Julie. <laughs> fucking Strack. Uh, this voice that he's doing is like I can't even do it. It's like a, almost a mid Atlantic JFK. Uh, just arch bad guy type thing. Mm-hmm. Very he, waspy. Very waspy. And he explains to her, it's like, yeah, I'm greasing some palms to make the city of the future. And he has the model, and it's just like OCP, uh, uh, Dick Jones, yeah. and RoboCop, you yeah. know? Like, what we're, we're building on top of whatever. Um, very Donald Trump. All these bad guys are very Donald Trump in these movies. <laughs> just evil developers who don't give a shit about nothing but themselves. And uh, he's like, yeah, but you know what? Why don't you do it? Why don't you go to the bathroom? Leave your briefcase here. You go to the bathroom. It's what happens. He's like so openly. Yeah. It's what happens. It's fine. And she's like, I don't think I could do that. I, the, 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 I'm, I'm a, a goody two shoes. I can't. Uh, I may have to marry this uh, scientist. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where he's like, Julie, will you marry me? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, Julie, please. I love Julie. you. Julie. Julie, please. I love you. It's like, I, mar- I don't know. So she goes off in a taxi and he's all love worn. Um, so then, uh, oh yeah, and then at this point also he mentions, oh, there's some people who want to get that memo, uh, dangerous people. You know, he's alluding to, I think he even mentions Durant by yeah. name and says, you know, he was getting into real estate as well. Be careful, he's a bad guy. Uh, so you may want to give me the memo before they come looking for it. Uh, and then he cut to um, back of the lab, Westlake, Yakatito, mm-hmm. working on skin. We're at 98 minutes. Power goes out where the lights go off, and then it's like, oh shit, what? And while they're, while they're trying to look at that, the fucking the cells stay together. Oh my 101 god, one minutes. minutes, we did it! Uh, and he's like, yes, yes, the light, something about the dark, something about the dark. Yes, no, oh my god, did I write it down? His line is insane. What is it about the dark? What secrets does it hold? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? There's a reason. Okay, when it came out, the movie was pretty well reviewed. Uh, it's at like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes out of like 60 reviews. But of the negative side, people were for sure talking about like the dialogue and how uh, uh, corny it is and stuff. Uh, it was even corny then. It's corny yeah. now. But I also think it's part of the fun of it because it's also sort of sincere. It's an R-rated movie, but then it has like sincere stuff like that. Uh, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time... It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's also not taking the piss out of it. It's not condescending to you. Uh, just like we're having fun with this. This is what the movie is. And we're going to have insane stuff like this. What secrets does the darkness hold? A lot. A lot of secrets. Uh, one secret is that uh, the darkness was just a light being flipped off by Durant and his boys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, we here for the Belisarius Memorandum. <laughs> uh, there is a cool introduction. So because of the opening mid credit scene. Where we have the whole finger bit with mm-hmm. the, the the finger, the cigar yep. cutter. Now we get a cool um, reintroduction of Durant when uh, they come in, they beat up Yakatito, they they beat up uh, uh, Peyton, knock him to the ground. and Put a he, bag over Yakatito's head. Yeah, that's fucking intense. That got dark fast. <laughs> and they're like, let it, let him breathe. Yeah, yeah. He fucking blows brains, and out. Then he blows brains <laughs> out. I'm surprised they didn't show. They probably shot like... 
they probably filmed him shooting in the head, yeah. and then the universe was like, you have to cut that out. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Uh, yeah, because I went from like fun comic book movie to uh, yeah. uh, Hostile 3 mm-hmm. really fast. But the shot of um, the wall, you see Peyton on the ground, and the wall behind him is a shadow of, uh, of what's his face, of, of Durant, and he's cutting his cigar like, oh, shit. It's he's back. It's finger guy. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. Ah, that's good water. Um, he's like, we need the Belisarius memorandum. I don't know what you're talking about. I do love this scene. All the, when they start like smashing around mm-hmm. and the way the camera moves and stuff is a lot of fun. Like uh, when he grabs <clears> the <throat> magnet and his hands light on fire. <clears throat> that's amazing. And, and, and they, like in, I guess it's stop, they use stop motion animation, it looks like, to have his hands, like, degrade super fast yeah. and, and get all burnt up and fucked up looking. And then also when they, they smash his head into, like, there's a a series of cabinets, of glass cabinets. They, one, two, yeah. three. But, but the camera's inside the cabinet, yes. so you see his face hit it and break the glass and, each time. And, and Neeson is doing all this face work. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a lot of, like, he's really uh, going over the top. Um... He grabs the magnets on the what is it? It's a magnet set to a vat of acid over a vat of acid. Whatever you it need is, the, I have no idea what you that need stuff is. A huge bubbling vat of acid for your synthetic skin making. Well, yeah, so you can destroy it, right? Everyone knows that you can't have any evidence of your failure, so you destroy the skin in a boiling vat of acid. Uh, so they dump his head in there. Shit, fucking move really good. Uh, they also do that after they kill Yagatito, and they do that after they find. The, the memo, right? Or they're doing it, and then some guy finds Smiley, the memo. Smiley finds it while everybody else is well, fucking right. everybody up. He just, he just wanders over to the bed. Yeah. He goes, hey, here like, it is. Hey. So simple. Here it is. They didn't even have to do all that shit. They could have just done the search first, and then, but anyway, they're bad guys. Yeah. Um. So they break the place to explode with this crate. What are those things? The, the bird with the water. And yeah, and there was a bunch. Yeah. It just keeps rocking back and forth. Right. But there's a, they put a lighter to it, and they let the gas... There's like tanks of flammable gas everywhere. Everywhere, so. and they they open them up so they use that weird bird thing to like almost. Did they bring it with them? They must have like brought that and the lighter. Like, I don't, like I don't Durant. Know Durant's a psychopath. He's like, I take fingers. I go get me the Asian's fingers, and like it's like. And also, did you bring the bird and the lighter? Because I heard they, it's a lamp. They may have gas. Oh, they have gas. Good, good. Okay, do the bird thing with the lighter because this is gonna be fun. Um. I do like how so the guy Rick that that ends up shooting the dude with his crazy little gold gun that's um uh Ivan uh, what's his name can you look can you look up his name that's Sam Raimi's brother Ivan yeah. it's Ivan mm-hmm. he has three brothers he has two brothers um and he uh pops up in a bunch of his movies yes did we 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 haven't done Hard Target right? we got to do I don't think so we have to do Hard Target he pops up in that one um. Which is a John Woo movie, but still he's in it. And uh, he like grab, he shoots him in the head, and then Durant grabs him by the shoulder. He's like, "Rick, good job, right in the brain, just just how I like it." And uh, he's like very um, warm to him in a weird way. Uh, I wonder maybe it was his first kill. It was his first kill. Maybe maybe he's just um, maybe it's a daddy son sort of thing, and you know what I mean. Do I? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. Oh, talk about sex. Okay. Okay. Um. Durant shows up. The place explodes. Julie shows up in, in the in the cab, and she has a bit of the Peyton uh, talk out loudisms, mm-hmm. where she's like, "Marry me?" Like she's like questioning if she can even do it. She looks up at the lab, takes a breath, and then the place explodes. And you get the fly, flying, flaming Neesons. 
amazing. And he's like, oh, he Dude, it, 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 it reminds me of the, uh, what, what is it? It's Die Hard 2? Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me, it looks exactly like the scene from I, Die Hard I, 2. I think it's the same effect. It's the same, like, digital compositing yeah. that Die Hard 2 was the same year, 1990, I think. Uh, I think they were the first movies to do that, to mm-hmm. have that kind of, like, super imposition that way. Uh, and it is super funny. Yeah. <laughs> Into the water. <clears throat> Into the water. Um, great looking explosion. And then a weird transition. Really having fun with that $16 million. Where Julie's standing outside the, the lab, looking up at the the, the fire. And uh, a mysterious green glow envelops her. Mm. <laughs> As the background mm. dissolves and goes from the... the the night waterfront to a, a cemetery. Yes. And then her outfit even changes. She yeah. fades uh, into a funeral outfit. Cut to Peyton's funeral where she's the only person attending. Because he doesn't have any friends or family and or the, anything. Yakatito's dead. Yep. Uh, maybe they're all at the Yakatito. Uh, he was probably more popular. Way more popular. He was he like a cool dude. You know, he's like a nice guy. Uh, also did a little bit of karate too when the guys popped up. Uh, Durant and his goons. He got a couple hits in before they got him. You know, he tried. He fought for himself. He, he did a better job than uh, fucking Peyton did. And um, the uh, the dude, the, uh, the 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 groundskeeper, he explains to like the driver. He's like, uh, someone's like, did they even bury anything? Like, did they find anything? He's like, I oh, found a piece. They found an ear. We oh, just buried an ear. It was, uh, not not much work for me. Ha oh, ha. You know. Uh, so they established that no body was found. Mm-hmm. Cut to Peyton. Like it's sort of his view, but I guess he's in a coma ish. He's not really aware yeah. of what's happening in a hospital. Burn unit. Burn unit. A John Doe found, body found, floating in the docks in the bay. They pulled him in. They did all this extensive work to him. And now, he, I guess in, it's a, in, re, a, a teaching hospital? In, including severing some nerves from his spine Do so you he mean, can't feel anything. Are you talking about the rank nevarius technique? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Belisarius memorandum, the rank nevarius technique. This fucking movie is insane. Um... Dr. Lady explains to a bunch of other doctors uh, about the technique and how, uh, now this is explaining our dark man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They cut something in his spine so that he doesn't feel anymore, or else he'd be in constant pain. Yes. From the burns. Yeah. But with that the sense of feeling, um, with that sense being deprived, then his uh, other senses would go into uh, be more active, and then his emotions would uh, uh, be rampant. Kind of run wild. Which would make him uh, a psychotic. They're like, yeah. this guy probably be psychotic. I mean, we saved him, and we got him here, and he's sedated. But he's in a coma, which is cool, so we're cool. And she stuck him with a needle at one point to yeah. demonstrate that you know, he won't feel nothing, he's fine. Uh, amongst those doctors, with the mask on, one of them is um, John Landis. Mm-hmm. Director John Landis, uh, known uh, killer of actors, and the other, uh, the other one is Sam Raimi. Hey, there you go. And then the doctor lady played a nurse in another movie. She was like the lady lead in an American Wolf in London. Also, uh, John Landis. There we go. So um, it's not what you know; it's who you know. He busts out. Right, I guess he has a like a dream or something, a coma dream. It's sort of like in uh, uh, Hard to Kill, where yeah. Seagal has a coma dream, and then he wakes up. He's like, "You gotta get me out of here." Mm-hmm. Um, he he does a similar thing where it's like uh, a lot of eye stuff in this movie. Push it. Oh, there was a great shot as like he's trying to get closer to that bird into the lighter to stop it from exploding, and then the bird hits the lighter, the fire goes, and then there's a close up of like I obviously we we're supposed to assume it's him, mm-hmm. close up of a blue eye. And then the pupil like like shrinks down super fast from the the explosion of the light. It's a really cool fast uh, moment in there, 
And I guess the first of like a lot of eyeball stuff in this yeah. movie. Well, I mean, it's really all he's got to go with. At the, from this point forward, all he has, <laughs> he's done. All he has is eyes and fake teeth. So he's like, huh? When he, yeah. he does, there's a part when he laughs, and it's just his teeth. Yeah, like that, like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like he has no side yep. side movement anymore. Oh, only at the very end does like his mouth finally match what he's saying it, with the teeth on. Yeah, it seems like he finally figured out how to talk with those fake teeth yeah. in there, uh, without them falling out of his head. So yeah, it's like uh, he, he turned into a. a, a Dark Catman, sort of Jaw Catman. Um, so he busts out crazy eye stuff. He's like, "Wow!" Oh, they come back to the an alarm goes off. They come running back. I like the shot of like because uh, the window open because we went out the window. Like there's a lot of papers flying around and the wheel weird wheel contraption thing is on, yeah. just turning. Uh, it was all pretty cool. It's fun. It's a fun. Um, Why birth, they birth of an anti superhero? Yeah. Anti well, dark. L- Crime fighter. L- literal birth through a wet, dark alley. Yes. <laughs> the wettest alley this side of the Mississippi. Right? Like, seriously, it's like... Four up, feet of water. I was about to say, it's like up, it's like up to his knees. It's, he, he, finds, he finds a crazy... Uh, he's just going through a dumpster. It's so much rain. He goes through a dumpster and finds that he's covered in bandages. Yeah. Finds the jacket, puts it on. It looks amazing. Uh, and then he stumbles into the water. And it's a good camera move. The camera's really high up. It's a crane shot. And it comes down. And it's right on his face as he hits the water. Uh, he goes and finds Julie on the street. I guess like she's outside her yeah. building. And he's trying to talk to her. But he's like... Oh. And he's just stumbling, and covered in bandages and a dirty cloak. Yeah, so he looks like a monster. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god. And she's like, it's like no, Julie. Here's me. Uh, so he's super sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sleeps in a box in the wet alley. He, he sleeps in a box. It's like, oh, I'm sleep, in six I'm inches of rain. I'm gonna sleep in somehow. this. I'm gonna sleep in this box. Oh, this is a good, this is a good home for me. Um, eventually, he gets back to his lab, gets a whole bunch of shit, puts it in the cart, finds a a burned out warehouse. And it's like, yes, yes, this will, this will do. Yes, well, no, yes. they, I mean, it's not completely burned out. They they do that later. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's not, it's not burned out. It's just uh, abandoned. Yes, it's just a classic abandoned warehouse. Well, I mean, the same know, one they use at the end of again. Robocop, yeah. the one they used at the end of uh, Terminator 2. Well, hey, it's a, it's a good way for uh, someone to get rid of something they don't need anymore and for a movie to be made. That's very true. That's very true. We don't need this building. We need a location. Fuck this place up, man. Fuck it up, and then, and ca- then can we blow it up? You can do whatever the fuck you want. As long as, long as yeah, clean the land when it's over, leave us a flat lot to yeah. sell. Well, you can do whatever you want. Um, so he sets up his sweet fucking hideout. Uh, and then he gets to work, right? He's like putting together, and uh, uh, the voice comes online on the computer. With, with, like digitizing. The jugs of what look like shampoo and soap and semen just like hanging from everything. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, that's pink stuff. Okay, that's orange stuff. Oh, no, that is. That's white stuff. That is creamy white stuff. That is not, that is not good. Drew, <laughs> we, we, the creamy white stuff is the stuff of life. It is the stuff of life, Drew Stagardman. Um, Shrek in the Shree, City of the Future Ball. <laughs> Because, you know, realtors, yeah. realtors do that. <laughs> yeah. um, he's still... This is now months later, right? Yes. How much time has passed? This uh, has to be some time later. I mean... It, Maybe it, a month later. Yeah. Think but, about it. I mean, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's Easily. the funeral. Yeah, he's got to get everything set up. I mean, he's got to get that fucking shit rolling. He's yeah. got to get ready to start printing some skins. So he's still... Strack is still concerned about the memo. He goes to Julie at this party. He's like, what about the memo? And she's like, who gives a shit? Uh, I'm in mourning. And then he's like, you know what you need? You need, you a, need this dick. You need this dick. <laughs> and we need to dance. And then they dance. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like an Indian movie, like Bollywood, where dancing equals dick. Yes. Um, 
Oh, okay. This is weird. <laughs> I had to write this down because this is fucking strange. At this ball, um, Durant's there. And uh, Peyton is outside and he's like spying on them. He sees them dancing. He's like, oh, no. But then he sees Durant and Durant is standing with Rick. And Durant asks Rick very awkwardly. He's like, can I get you a martini? Did you notice that? Again, no. it's the daddy-son thing. It was weird. He's like, <laughs> he's like, can I get you a martini? And he's almost shy about it. And Rick was like, and then Rick was like, the way he responded, yes. It was like he was almost surprised about the offer. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Um, so Duran goes off to get a martini. Rick steps outside to have a cigarette, I guess. And, uh, D- dark man. He gets Batman. He, he, he gets straight up Batman. <laughs> he gets straight up Batman by dark man. <laughs> who, uh, he takes him down to. I mean, it's a dark alley. He yeah. just fucking jumps on top of him. Like he, he gets Batman. He totally ambushes him, takes him to a sewer. And then he's like, asking him, he's like, give me, give me the answers. Like who did what? Blah, blah, blah. Give me names. And then he gets all the names right away. And then Rick's like, you can let me go. He's like, nope. He sticks his head up through a manhole cover. This is fun. Yeah. D- crazy. Yeah. This is. <laughs> like, once again, now, now we're in a Saw movie. Yes. <laughs> imagine Batman doing this shit. I could. Like, I, I can. Well. I can imagine him doing it and then pulling the guy down. Comic book Batman. I could. Yes. Yes. M- movie Batman. Not so much. Uh, movie Darkman will stick his head up through the manhole cover and then yeah. wait for a truck to come and smash his fucking yeah. head. Uh, and that's the end of Rick. Bye bye. Bye bye, Rick. Um, and then Peyton goes and gets photos of Paulie, one of the other guys, this bald dude with the weird tattoo on his head. Uh, and they keep emphasizing the tattoo. It's like the tattoo because he's gonna uh, replicate his his face and and make a Paulie face. Like that tattoo's gonna be on the wrong side, or it's gonna get fucked up somehow. Nah, it doesn't nope. matter. It's just a weird. It's fine. It's, it's like, just it's just how you know which bald guy we're looking for. He's the only bald guy. But you're right. <laughs> the rant. Uh, okay, so. He gets photos of Polly. Also, at the same time, we've already established the. Um... No, that comes later. Yeah, we already established that his own the reconstruction of his own face. He tried to do that first. Yeah, but but, but they didn't have a complete picture. Exactly. So it was going to take five hundred and seventy-one hours to complete. So while that program was running, he was doing all this other shit. Yeah, yeah. So he gets Polly's photos from across the street, and since he has complete photos, he can make that stuff right away. And then to make the hands, there's a cool shot of his hand being made. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, those things that you get at like a, the, the, that you sell the the executive gift shelf at TJ Maxx. Yes, the th- the, the thing that you takes, put your hand in. Yes, yeah, the, the, the 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 little needles thing you put it to your face. You go, yeah, ah, so your tongue through. Um, these those to make the hand thing. That's really mm-hmm. fun. And then he's like, yes, it works. Yes, he's wearing the hand. And then a fun shot of like top down uh, or yeah, like looking down on the keyboard of his hands typing, and it's a stop motion shot. Yeah, because his other hand still burned. Yeah, charred. So it's crazy looking. I wonder. What, I mean, I guess was that that must have been easier than creating one fucked up hand, even yeah. one hand for one scene. It must have been easier to do stop motion, or maybe Raimi just liked the aesthetic of it. The that weird. Yeah. Like, it's like a hitchy sort yeah. of, you know, that you can't, but it works. you almost can't get away from it. Even with, uh, who is that? Like, 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 who, who does the, uh, all the box trolls and yeah. the, um, something like that. Like, even their stop motion, which is like digitally aided and stuff in many ways, still has that, that uh, aesthetic to it. Um, so he gets the photos of Polly, makes a mask, makes his fake hands, cut to Polly sleeping. And then Dark Man, he rises up with the, the, the hats and everything. Mm. Uh, very cool looking. Very shadow looking. He does a lot of Batman stuff, but he's looking like the shadow. And uh, he knocks out with some uh, chloroform, right? Whatever. Something. <laughs> it's such a movie thing. Mm-hmm. Those people, 
I'm sure people do use it in real life. I mean, as if Ace Ventura uses it, I'll use it. Yes. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Yeah. WWAV. <laughs> what, what would Ace Ventura, Ventura do? do? I mean, if he would use chloroform, and I would use chloroform. Exactly. If he'll accept blowjobs as payment, then I'll accept blowjobs as payment. Remember that when he accepted a blowjob as payment? I, I do. <laughs> he uh, yeah, he, he was, was hanging on to the rafters and getting fucking manhandled. It was an intense... Uh, <laughs> I was in fifth grade. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. What's happening? What's happening? Um... Okay, back to my notes. Back at the lab. Uh, oh, he, he knocks out Polly, mm-hmm. takes his place, and he, he unwraps his uh, wrapping to reveal that he's wearing the Polly mask underneath. Uh, and then he just cuts to the actor, which is this is always fun. This always works in the movie, I think, when you're dealing with masks, like Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. when they uh, just get a different actor, right? Like, oh, now Tom Cruise is this guy, and then he just cuts like Wolf Blitzer, yeah. and then it's just Wolf Blitzer running exactly. around doing something yeah. for a minute. And But the whole time in your brain, like, that's actually Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your brain's doing a lot of work there. Um, he takes his place at the at some sort of meetup. At the uh, swap. At the, at the swap. He, he just needs cash. And he needs a cash. He's, he's doing twofold. He's taking cash for his resources, and he's fucking with Durant and his team. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes their cash, steals it. Cut to... Polly, no, yeah, cut to Polly in bed in a leisure suit. Yep. Uh, and then Durant and his boys show up. Like, and yo, where, up. where's the money, Polly? Where's the money, Polly? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, boss. I don't even know why I'm dressed like this. And uh, Durant uh, finds airplane tickets that Peyton had stashed yeah. uh, for Rick and him. So it's like, oh, that's where Rick went. No. It's like, I don't know where Rick went. Uh, my, my butt boy, I've been missing my, my morning blowjobs. Uh, you know, I was trying to get him all martinied up. And uh, now he's gone missing. What am I supposed to do? Would just, just finger my fingers? Because he's got a no, double he box does, of fingers. He doesn't have fingers that apparently don't decompose. No, because he uh, he lacquers them, I think. Is what he's or does doing. he pickle them? Maybe, pick, maybe a little bit of pickling. Maybe he has a jar of pickled fingers. Maybe he has lacquered fingers, you know. Yeah. Maybe he has a set of favorite fingers that he... Because he is like tending to him at one point. Um, I love this stunt. It looks... Because it's not normally done this way. When people get thrown out a window... They usually don't get thrown out a window? What? They usually don't get actually thrown out a window? Yes. Yes. They, like... Because they look... They, all they do is throw a guy out of a window. Yeah. This one, the dude... And the, and the, and the scene cut before he hit the airbag on the bottom. Yes. But <laughs> this one, the way he goes, he, like, he goes forward. Yeah. Like face forward, hands yeah. face forward. Yeah. It's, it's like they threw him out the window. <laughs> it's like... Uh, the closest is Watchmen comedian getting like you. Yeah. You really get a sense of it, except flipped around, yeah. which feels way more violent. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just the idea of hitting glass. It's like, shut my face, and then it's like uh, uh, he's falling. The stuntman's falling. He turns halfway, uh, and then they, you know, the camera angle cuts. So he obviously it's like yeah, the, yeah, the airbag because mm-hmm. it's a real stunt. Like yeah, he, because that motherfucker, really out of that motherfucker got thrown out of yeah. a four story window. Yeah, some dude jumped out of a building, got tossed out face first through <laughs> some uh, sugar glass. Yeah. Um, and then it's a funny cut to uh, Paulie's body. Psh, like, do you even see it hit the car, or is it just you hear it and then you see him on the car? Yeah, I right? think so. Yeah, uh, very smart way to save some mm-hmm. money. And, and, but Paulie's also sitting on the bench right there. Peyton, <laughs> what are you doing, Peyton? <laughs> Why are you still there? He's, is he waiting for he's a try- bus? I think he's trying to get to the bus, motherfucker. <laughs> but then his face is bubbling, and he looks at his time. He's like, like, oh no! Ninety-nine minutes. minutes. Peyton. My, not only is my face bubbling, but now it's going to be smoking as well. And then he's smoking as well because I'm inside. Peyton, he's very smart, 
But he's also very dumb. Yeah. He's very dumb sometimes. Yes. Uh, he did he did so much great planning up to the moment where he actually takes the money. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, it's like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll just take the bus. Let me check. <laughs> I have change. I have 75 yeah. dollars. Dollar twenty-five. Yeah, who okay. cares? And there's a bus. I'll just sit here and wait. To, I'm sure I have plenty of time for my skin to... Mm-hmm. God damn it. God damn it, pain. But we get the lady who sees uh, Polly dead. And, and turns just, and sees Polly alive. And she screams, ah! It is a funny moment when she looks at him, the alive one, and he sort of smiles like, hey, like, hey, hey, uh, hey, hi. <laughs> uh, and then his face starts bumping. Like, oh, no, no, no. And he runs. Um, back at the lab. Skin fails again. He's doing more uh, tests, trying to get past nine, nine minutes. He can't get it. Um, he knows, unless he stays in the dark, he can't uh, get the skin to stay. He gets mad trashes in the lab. So this is one of the few moments where he he, he gets this sort of psychotic nature. Yeah. Where the, his emotions get the best of him. Mm-hmm. And he puts on like a... I guess there's a cat there, right? And he, and he puts on like a, a funnel on his head. He's like, come see the dancing oh, freak. So Pay weird. $5. <laughs> dancing freak. And, and yeah, it goes on for five seconds too yeah. long, that beat. Like he uh-huh. could have said it once and we got it. He does it like four times. Yeah. It's like, what? Dude, Liam. And he's nuts. But he's nuts. I get it. He's nuts. He's nuts in a boring way. And uh, he trashes the lab. Uh, but as he's done trashing it, we get the uh, reconstruction complete. Yeah. Um, oh, look, it's Neeson's face. Holograms die. It's like perfect. 571 hours is up. Uh, man, imagine if James Franco had to wait 571 hours under that. Oh, he died. Um, he would have masturbated more, though. <laughs> but he would still, that would have killed him more. Your precious fluids. Exactly. It's the stuff of life as we established in the photosynthesis, in the synthesis skin lab. It's the stuff of life, the creamy white stuff. It's in Twinkies. It's in Oreos. Well, that's not too creamy in Oreos. Um, so he shows up at his own grave to, to visit Julie. That makes sense. That's mm-hmm. a logical thing to yes. do. Everything he does is completely logical. Mm-hmm. He uh, In a weird suit. In a weird suit. He puts on a mask. Well, it looks like it's sort of also a little bit of makeup. So like it's sort of caked on a bit and make him look a little, little faker, mm-hmm. which is smart. And he confronts Julie at the end. She's reasonably freaked out. And Until they magically hug and then everything's fine. Yeah, and she's like, why? And he's like, oh, I was in a coma. and I, I couldn't contact you. I wanted to. And then she's just like, okay. I'm a horrible monster. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, so they go and sit down. And he does ask at one point. He's like, oh, what, what if I was scarred? What if I was burned? What if I was badly burned, Julie? And she's like, but you're not? <laughs> and he's like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, he's like, oh, yeah. Everything's going to be perfect. So yeah, I would never mind. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Because she is like, uh, she does say, I, I don't know. Like, she's very upfront, which is very funny. She's like, I don't know if I could if you were badly burned. And he's like, oh, damn, it's Julie. Julie, you don't know. Julie! Julie! Um, but then he's like, uh, I got to go back. I got to go back to the, see the doctor. He establishes somehow that he's alive. But he has to go see a doctor every 99 minutes. Every 99 minutes. They can only hang out for 90 minutes at a time. Um, and she uh, then accepts it. Peyton records Durant making plans. So this is when we see Durant playing with his fingers mm-hmm. and he's on the phone he's calling Guzman he's like yo we're going to Hong Fats we're going to collect the money that's owed to us um, Peyton records the phone call and he copies his voice and he's and he's copying Durant and then he takes pictures of him and makes a Durant mm-hmm. mask and then he goes and robs a convenience store and then like looks right at the camera he's like my name is Robert Durant <laughs> it's super funny it is um, so they go to a restaurant he's like what the fuck is this and then while he's arrested and doesn't get a chance to tell anyone the Neesons shows up in his Durant uh, costume. One of my favorite moments in the movie is here. 
in this uh, this scene with Hong Fat, where, where he's wearing the Durant skin suit, where he's wearing the Durant skin suit, which is just hands and hands and face. It's smart. He's not gonna be naked. He can just do hands and face, you know. And uh, and he keeps like massaging his face the whole time and checking himself. And at one point, while Hong Fat's talking, Guzman's like looking up at him, like there's something weird about him right now. And uh, and Hong Fat's doing this whole thing where it's like, oh, Robert, you pleasure us with your thank you for coming. But I don't have any money. I don't have any. I cannot. I regret to inform you. I cannot. Uh, and then, and then uh, Durant's like, he looks at the time. He sees that he doesn't have much time. Left. He has like seven minutes. So he, he he sits down on Hong Fat's seat, pulls out his long ass cigar. Uh, for a second, he looks flustered, and then he just points at Hong Fat, and he's like, "You will bring me my money by the time I finish this cigar." And, and then he cuts he, it super short, crazy <laughs> short, and then he lights it right away. Uh, I'm like, man, that's a baller move. And then uh, he uses his own. Magical uh, abilities mm-hmm. to, to, to light his own hand on fire to burn himself because he can't feel pain because he can't feel pain and then he doesn't react and then Hong Fat who's doing this oh you honor me with your presence he's like okay Bob <laughs> he's like okay give him the money he's like okay Bob you win <laughs> it's like it's the whole elaborate shit he's like fuck no we'll get you the money <laughs> so uh, they go and get, get Hong Fat gets the money and Durant is walking out and then we're cross cutting all of this with the real Durant getting bailed out. And the, the lawyer's like, they have you on video. It's very outsider. Yeah. It's like, well, they have you on video. <laughs> uh, um, and it's like, give me, I gotta go. And he gets a taxi, he takes it to Chinatown, but then he gets stopped along the way because of I'll rain. run, fuck you. Yeah, so then he, he goes, and as he runs into the building, fake Durant runs out with the briefcase. And now this is where we're back to like three stooges. Like, they're going around in circles in this revolving door. They're finishing each other's senses. Like, I told you to shoot him. <laughs> like, shoot him. Um, but it also looks really good. Like, the side-by-side side mm-hmm. side stuff. Um, I mean, and there's also... Yeah, I think that a lot of this, the side-by-side side stuff, they're just using a motion rig so they can uh, recreate the movement of the shot. And then... Or it's just a still shot. But the door is spinning. I don't know. It's pretty good. The, 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 the thing that bugs me is that spinning door. How do they have two Durants running through a spinning door? Post... But how in post? It's not a computer post thing. You, you got to do some work ahead of time to make this work in post as well. Maybe it's just an edit. Maybe they're just... Pre-post. Maybe it's just... Good, yeah, pre-post. Yes, it's pre-post. Maybe <laughs> it's just good editing where maybe you're only seeing half the door. I bet you if I go back and watch, as the door's spinning, you only see half of the doorway. But when it's... You see two of them side by side, it's a full doorway. Anyway. Um, fun scene. Guzman. Uh, does, he, does he actually shoot him? Because he shoots the wrong one. Yeah, he shoots the wrong Durant. But he, and he does shoot him, right? Yeah. Yeah, he does shoot him. He shoots the wrong Durant. But like, he shoots him in the arm or something. Yeah, he shoots him in the arm. It doesn't affect him at no. all for the rest of the movie. It's nope. Like they make no... It's like no. It's not it's a like, sling or nothing. Nope. Yeah. So he shoots him. Uh, and then Guzman... And then fake Durant, uh, his skin starts melting. It's like, oh, fuck. So he has to run away. Uh, Durant pulls out his gun. They're shooting at him down this busy street. People are panicking, running away. And then when the scene, like when they get to the end and they see the bubbling skin and they lose him, they have this one where they look around and I go, uh. it's like, uh, what? Like, Maybe we should have been shooting. We should have been shooting our guns. Like the way they put their guns away. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Um, so I really enjoyed the, the hung fat moment. All that. I really enjoyed it. Maybe my, if I'm going to rank top three favorite moments, that's like my third favorite moment. My second favorite moment scene would be the, uh, when they're fucking him up in the lab in the beginning, like mm-hmm. fucking up his hands and his face and all that, all the way up to the explosion. My favorite moment, though, is... The pink elephant? Yes. <laughs> Give me the fucking elephant! 
all of this scene is, oh my God, the amusement park scene is wild. First off, Peyton, Mr. Um, skin, sun destroys my skin. Stop having outside day dates. No. It's dark, man. Why does so much of this movie take place during the day? Shh. <laughs> Don't ask questions. So much of it. Um, the amusement park fair date is so fucking great. Uh, first he sees the lizard man. He's like, hey, someone's like, hey, you're the seat of freak. And it's lizard man. And he, and he starts getting by that. He's like, oh. weird, like vertigo stuff. He's like, oh. <laughs> and she's like, hey, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. No. I'm going to, I'm going to buy you the, I'm going to win you the biggest pink elephant I can because mm-hmm. I love you and life is great. He's so over the top. And, um, and she's like, how come I can't go to the hospital? And say, like, I don't want you to see me there. I'm not seeing me in that, that way. You see me weak. So he's trying to talk her off. Doing the old, um, the three cans, of, knock over the milk bottles. He's doing that game. Ball one misses. Ball two misses. All time him and Julia are talking. Ball three, uh, she says something. He gets mad. He's and like, does like Super Saiyan fucking throw. Yeah, like, <sighs> and uh, and uh, the cool camera move on yeah. it. The patented Sam Raimi camera move knocks the balls out. He's like, yes, uh, uh, the pink elephant, please. Uh, for my girl. For my girlfriend. He keeps calling her my girl. For my, I wonder for my girlfriend. Uh, well, he, he doesn't believe it. What? He doesn't believe that she's his girlfriend? Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. That's why it sounds weird. Yeah, and my girlfriend over here. Yeah, you're right. That's what it is. Um, and uh, this guy, this carny, delivering the performance of the movie. No, nope. <laughs> it's like no. you were you, you were in front of the line. Like, no, buddy, uh, you stepped <laughs> over the line. Like, he's, Half the time he doesn't even look at him. He's not even <laughs> looking at him. What a choice! Like like it was that his choice was that was Sam Raimi. Like don't look at him. Like what a choice to not even acknowledge his existence until the end. Um, and he's like so laconic and just digging his heels in like, nope, I'm not going to give you this fucking uh, stupid thing that costs a dollar. Mm-hmm. And, um, finally he's like, listen, buddy. And, and he pokes him with two fingers in the chest. And when he does that, you could, like you said earlier, immediately the sky, like the sky cracks. Like yeah. there's like orange stuff yes. that comes out and like cracks the background. Like the, the camera pushes it, in it, on me. It's like, it, it almost looks like he's like in some sort of like quickening moment. From yes. The Highlander. yes. <laughs> he has a very quick quickening <laughs> camera pushes back out. The, the, the broken sky comes back together. Itself. Yeah. yeah. The seams and everything. Uh, and then my actual favorite shot is this one where he grabs his fingers and breaks them like, and, yeah. like, and they just look like rubber, like rubber yeah. fingers. The camera is on the carny and he screams in pain. And then it, it whips to Liam. No, it whips to her, Julie screaming in terror. And then it whips to him screaming in anger. Yeah. So it's three different screams like, ah, 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 but like completely different and things. And he shoves him through a wall. Yes. And then he pushes him and he goes flying through the, the really thin wall. Uh, and, He's like, oh, Julie, oh. And then his face starts bubbling. And he's like, oh, oh don't look at me. And he, and, and he runs with the pink elephant to his face. Like, oh, and he's like trying to cover his face with the elephant. And Julie's just like, what the fuck? So she chases him out of this um, dusty lot fair. Like the weirdest fair on the side of a yep. highway. And then while he's it, running away, the it, guy's it, ADR, so you're a freak. <laughs> it's like, come on. It's, guys, we know. We know it's it's bothering him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's running away and crying. We don't need to... No! Oh, no, truly. <laughs> oh, truly, truly. Um, and she, the only thing, only logical thing that any character does in this movie, she follows him back. Yeah. He's running away and she just follows. And follows him all the way back to his uh, fucked up lab. Where he's hobbling. No, no, no. And he's crying. He's sobbing. Oh, oh. <laughs> and she's hearing him like, I would not be following that dude. He's, no. a, he's a mess. Mm-hmm. He's sad. Let he's, him be. He's living in this dirty old factory. Just go back to Strack. He's rich. He's got no compunction about breaking laws. That's fine. Um, 
she follows them and she's like she sees the lab and everything and she puts two and two together sees like the the designs for the masks and stuff and she's like oh shit he's wearing a mask um and the skin fell apart she knows about all this stuff mm-hmm. so she knows he's fucked up um but he won't reveal himself he hides in a, in a corner and cries and she's like Peyton blah 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 um so uh yeah that's all that's all fun all fun I get she goes astrack and breaks up with him tells him that Peyton's back which is news to him mm-hmm. he's like fuck so uh, he tells uh, Durant. Durant. And like, like, yo, you didn't do your job, bro. And then at the same time, right? So she, she's like, Peyton's back. We got to break up. Like, thanks for, uh, quote, dancing with me in mm-hmm. my time of need. But we, we need, I, I'm back with this guy. And uh, even though I think there's something wrong with him. And the phone rings. Strike's like, I got to take that. I'll be right back. Hold on a second. And he goes to use the phone. She looks on his desk. The fucking Belisarius memorandum. memorandum. The Belisarius memorandum is just sitting there. It has her coffee stain on it. With her coffee stain on it. Uh, it's been like two months now. 571 hours at least. Yeah. We know that for yes. a fact. And uh, plus 99 minutes, plus 99 minutes twice. So uh, that thing has just been this dangerous document that's so incriminating that is purposeless at this point. Yes. Uh, is just sitting on his desk. Mm-hmm. In a file. And then he comes back. Uh, it's like, oh, shame that you saw that. Oh, well, I guess let me break down more of my evilness for you. Yes. <laughs> you see, yes. I am the most evil real estate developer in the world. But it's going to make me rich, rich, I say. <laughs> And it's going to create jobs. and, and then Jobs, he, I say. Jobs, I say. Jobs and rich and me, me, me. So he has this thing where his uh, hits a button and his office opens up to this weird diamond-shaped patio where you can see um, his project being built right outside. So did he... I mean, anyway, that's a lot. So many questions that we don't have time for. No. Um, Strack has Robert... Durant, follow Julie. She's like, are you going to kill me? He's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. And he opens the door. Go, get out of here. Uh, and she's like, okay. And then he's just smart enough to be like, all right, Durant, follow her. You'll find Peyton. Kill him. Follow him back to the lab where uh, this, is the, this is the beginning of the end. It's like mm-hmm. you get... This is the giant action scene at the end of the movie that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't need to make sense because it starts in a warehouse continues on a long helicopter ride through a city and ends on the top of a construction site. Finally, Juicy Cogburn at night. Yes. <laughs> it took forever, <laughs> but we got there. Uh, but first, it's the daytime, and they follow Julie to the to the warehouse lab. And um, big action scene where Dark Band does the dispatching. Then we get some satisfactory, you know, killing of people mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, Skip disappears in this scene. He, like, grabs Julie at one point and takes her away, and then we never see him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, Skip, what happened? What happened to Skip? Uh, he skipped right out of this fucking movie. Uh, well, he, he had a wooden leg. He decided it wasn't worth it anymore. He's like, you know what? <laughs> They're not paying me enough for any of this shit. Uh, the helicopter stunting is pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Durant fucking shows up in a goddamn helicopter with, with, a, grenade a, launcher. with a grenade launcher. And uh, in, a, in a crazy confluence of events, Dark man ends up like he jumps onto the side of the helicopter as it takes off, and uh, then he's just dangling from it. He's just dangling because he gets wire. like he, he at some point he put on a mask, he put on a new Peyton mask at some point, and he jumps on the helicopter. And then Durant like grabs his hair to do something, and then he ends up ripping his off. mask off. Yeah. He's like, What the fuck? and then he kicks him and he grabs the cable that's like hanging. 
So then it's a cool stunt because it's a real stunt of a guy. Oh, yeah, just flying uh, through the city yeah, on that fucking thing. Between buildings, dangling on a fucking cable. Obviously, they're yeah. strapped to it. I'm sure it's as safe as possible, but man, that looked a little yeah. sketchy. Balling. <laughs> it looked a little sketchy. And then uh, the police helicopters show up. See, and then I Stay away! But I, <laughs> I appreciate this, though, where. Uh, yeah, there should be a police response to this fucking insanity. And yeah. the police helicopter does show up, and then he does blow it out of the air with a fucking grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he didn't die, then that would have been something he would have had to answer for, mm-hmm. I think, during Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, he, but very, very soon he dies. But very soon he dies because uh, uh, Dark Man, they, they get low enough where, oh, he wants him to splatter him. He's like, splatter him on the pavement somehow. So he gets low enough where he gets uh, on the back of a truck. And he takes the, the 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 cable with a hook on the end of it, and hooks it to the truck, so that the truck then pulls the helicopter into uh, a tunnel, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a cool looking shot. Yes, everything explodes. Is that? I mean, did they just drag a copter into? I mean, it looked pretty real. It might like I don't. It might have been a, a model. Yeah, maybe a miniature, right? Yeah. Because the um, the earlier explosion when they blow up the lab for sure is a miniature because it like just the the size of it. Yeah. Uh, there's, they couldn't do that for real. Um, it's not like this is a demolition man where we're just blowing up a fucking seven story seven story city block wide warehouse that's uh, been condemned. Mm. Ah, that's good. And then also, Dark Man has some sort of some sort of quip at this point, but I forgot it. Um, I, uh, he gets thrown into a building where there's uh, a meeting going on. And he says, "Excuse me." Yeah, and then gets taken out. And at one point in time, he does uh, <laughs> the the running gag. Very on, fast on, feet. Yeah, the very fast feet on top of some stuff while he's. You can practically hear the yeah. the sound effect, the seventy, yes. the, the the Fred Flintstone twinkle toes bowling sound effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that Three Stooges. Uh, type of humor that Raimi man he can't it's an R-rated movie for adults uh, but he's like but kids are gonna watch this <laughs> and they're gonna wanna know about some of this stuff and the kids are especially gonna love when Dark Man's on top of a building going like what have, what have we become what have I done what have we become no no <laughs> Julie um, Peyton kills Duran via the tunnel goes to save Julie from Stark they're on the top of that construction site and uh, first he shows up as Durant mm-hmm and then he's like, uh, talks to him about his kids. And you don't have yeah, kids, Durant. You don't have kids, Robert. And he takes off his mask, and it's fucking. There was a fun. It's very Mission Impossible, but it came first. To be fair, there's a fun moment where back at the warehouse, Peyton knocks out a dude. I think it's Guzman. He knocks out Guzman, and he puts a Peyton mask on him. And, oh yes, the double mask. Yeah, and another mask, and a smiley mask, yeah. right? No, he's wearing a smiley mask. So he puts on this other guy's mask. And he shoots him, but then takes it off. He's like, oh, shit, it's Peyton, but then takes it off. It's, um, it's a, lot, a lot of mask yeah. fun. A lot of mask fun. And is that Mission Impossible? What other movies do that kind of stuff? That's really it. Is that really it? I feel like there should be more. Because it's so much fun. Um, I guess maybe because it's so iconic now with Mission Impossible movies. of like, shit, we can't really do the same thing. We got to come up with a different thing. Uh, uh, fake penises. That, that, that's all. There we go. That's how we'll sneak into Russia. Um, a weird. It's like conceptually, this is so strange. So they're bouncing on the on the beams, yep. and I do like how Strag is like, 
I grew Fearless. up in a, I grew up in a construction <laughs> yeah. family. Like this is fine for me. And Payton's like, oh, oh, he's so yeah. wobbly. And then they're there's like just hooks, big cables hanging, and they're just swinging them at him and trying to hit him. The rivet gun at the end. The rivet gun is wild, where uh, he does get his hand like attached to the beam, and then he just has to like rip it out. He doesn't feel anything. Because he doesn't feel anything. He's just like, fuck, I'll just have a hole in my hand for the rest of my life that I'm um, surely it's going to fester and uh, mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot of. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of Q-tips, yes. the, the, the pus, mm-hmm. the staph infection. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's not like Darkman has a healing factor or anything. Because if he yeah, did, they, he would be already healed. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's anti-healing factor. He ain't healing nothing. He can't feel nothing, but he ain't healing nothing. Yeah, exactly. He ain't no Wolverine. Um, Julie gets knocked off the building, but uh, like lands on something. That's, no, or no, uh, she, she grabs a rebar. Yeah, she. I think she's handcuffed. I think at this point in time, so her handcuffs. So, so her chain catch the rebar. Yeah, yeah, and she's like sliding down while he's taking care of Strack, and uh, he ends up Batmaning him at the end. Where get from above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. <laughs> and uh, and he takes Strack. He's like holding him. I do like this line where uh, he's holding him by his ankle, commando style. Uh, and Strack's like, he won't kill me. You can't do it. How would you live with yourself? And he's like, I'm not Batman, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Batman. I'm not Batman. <laughs> and he drops him. And he's like, I'm learning to live with a lot of things these days. Yep. Uh, and he goes and saves Julie. The, the, the reunite. Everything's good to go, right? They get, uh, taking the ele- elevator ride back down. This he, is an important scene. And he's like, I'm a monster. You'll never love me. I'm a monster on the inside. I've changed more than on the outside. I've changed on the inside. It's a very important moment there. Because it explains why as soon as the door opens, he runs he away. Runs, oh, truly, <laughs> he's running. You have to imagine he's crying. <laughs> he does a lot of running away from his loves. And um, she tries to follow again, but uh, he puts on a mask and disappears into a crowd. And then we get the shot of Bruce Campbell looking back at the camera. He's like, I'm everyone and no one. I'm Dark Man. Like, no, you're Bruce Campbell. No, actually, you're, <laughs> you're actually Ash. Yeah, you're, you're Bruce Campbell. This is weird. <laughs> you're you're in that Sam Rockwell. You should be in that Sam Rockwell alternate universe where he's the biggest movie star, but you're also pretty big, too. I don't understand. He must be an asshole or something. Where Seriously. Like, he has the looks. He has the voice. And it works he's pretty from, good. And it works from time to time. I mean, he had a stint on that, uh, that TV show with the spies back in the day. With the spies? I remember he wore, he, he wore the Hawaiian. Sh- he wore the Hawaiian yes. shirt. He, he was like the number three guy. Whatever fucking show that was so, that I barely watched. So this is like 15, 12 years ago. USA Network. Yes. Burn uh-huh. Notice. There we go. That's the one. Burn Notice. That's the one. So Bruce Campbell walks out of this movie and into Burn Notice. Along the way, he gets lost in the Army of Darkness, but still finds his way uh, fattened with a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I remember that one. Just yeah. vaguely. Uh, yeah, I was like, is that Bruce Campbell? <laughs> and then he did that other one that, where he was, uh, what was it called? Jack of all trades? He was like, Jack, the no, J- Adventures of Jack something, a 90s show. It was like a Western version oh. of Hercules and Xena. Okay, gotcha. With Bruce Campbell. Yeah. So he done some TV stuff. But yeah. And, uh, and then Ash vs. Evil Dead. And then Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, in an alternate universe, he's a gigantic movie star. He's huge. In this universe. He's this a, reality. Nah. He's just Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Gets a little cameo. His buddy Sam threw him a cameo at the end of uh of Darkman. Just like he threw him a cameo in um Spider Man when he's the um the ring announcer yep. guy for the wrestling match. Oh Spidey! <laughs> I'm gonna beat you, Spidey. Um Darkman in so many ways ahead of the curve, ahead of the yeah. game when it comes mm-hmm. uh, to comic book movies. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a weird, like dark Comic book movie. Yes, under a set. Not based on... I even looked online. Is this based on something? No. It is, but it's not. It's based on Batman in the Shadow. Mm. And then 
uh, Sam Raimi just like writing draft after draft after draft. People giving him notes like, all right, I'll change this, I'll change this. And then finally at the end, they're like, can you make the elephant pink? He's like, yes, we can. <laughs> we have right. ourselves a movie. Here we go. As long as Liam Neeson's cries a lot, we're we're on it. Um, I I kind of love this movie. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it's so weird and wild. Yeah, it's what like I said. It's it's a it's a comic book movie before the comic book movies were comic book movies. Yes, and there are a certain sect of movies like that. Yes, that, the and. Their own little thing. We you should. Know? I, this has truly been a long time. Darkman, I've rewatched uh, a bunch fairly recently. Uh, truly, it's been a long time since I've seen. I think fitting into that category, even though we shit on it, I bet you if we watch it now, we'd be like, this holds up better than we think. What? The Punisher. When was the last time you well, saw the Dolph Lundgren? Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think we need to watch that one. I'm not saying put it on the list right now. We're not doing it next week. I mean, this the, the the scene where he's in the sewer and everything's purple and he's lighting up that fucking knife and searing his wounds is one of the most hardcore scenes in any movie I've ever seen. That's awesome. And when I watched it, and the first time, it's, it's like, wow, like that is actually like more Punisher than a lot of Punishers have been. Yeah, that's up until Ray Stevenson. That yeah. was still like the best Punisher. Um the Burnthal stuff is good too, like at least action wise. Yeah, it, it got pretty brutal. I saw some of that action stuff. Um, on a scale of ten piles of old bandages, I would give this movie nine piles of bandages. How about you, Drew? On, the, on the Dark Man scale, it's a Dark Man scale. Somewhere between seven and eight. Seven and eight. All right, there you go. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, man, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed uh, doing it. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Chris. Uh, and thank you, patrons. You guys are awesome. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week just yet, but I'll figure it out soon. And then... Uh, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And then it'll be done, and th- then it'll listen to it. And then it'll be done. Yes, precisely. And then we'll do it all over again. Peace out. A PFT Media Production.